Welcome to Break a Leg. You've heard that term before, and it doesn't mean forcing an injury. It's all about the arts. From theater to movies to books to TV, we'll give you the inside scoop on what goes on behind the scenes, as well as how you can get involved in the arts. Now, here is your host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Break a Leg, a new show hosted by me, Raina. Uh, some of you may know me from Fashion Forward. I also co-hosted that with Gabby Arcilla, awesome person. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I've been wanting to do a new show for a really long time, and I get to do one finally, and I'm like, yay! Super excited. So, welcome to the show. And I thought maybe this episode would be kind of a bit shorter, kind of like an introduction to the show, because I kind of think it deserves an introduction because if you guys don't have an introduction, it'd be kind of confusing. And yeah, so um, I'm going to just talk a little bit about myself so you kind of know a bit more who I am. Uh, yeah, so like I said before, I was on Fashion Forward and we had 50 episodes. Awesome. I also am a senior associate producer for Kidstar. You guys have probably heard me maybe talk in the background or in the microphone for, I think I talked one time on Tech Team, probably Angel and Harmony Show, maybe. Um, the fame game with Maddie Rose. And, yeah, so that's a little about me here at Kidstar. I love Kidstar. And a little bit more of an introduction. I've been in a few theater productions. Probably not as many as I'd like to, but I've been in quite a few. Um, my most recent one was I was in my school's production of 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, where I played Marcy Park, the perfectionist. And, yes, I still get teased about that by my parents because I am a perfectionist in real life. So that's always fun. I also was um, Pepper and Annie Jr. in my in eighth grade. That was cool. Um, I also do pageants, and no, they're not the glitzy toddlers and tiaras wear five hundred pounds of makeup pageants. They're like positive ones. So they focus on public speaking. They focus on like talent, poise, how to present yourself. So those are really amazing. I think I mentioned that on Fashion Forward one or two times. I know Gabby also does pageants. Um, so I've done a lot of singing competitions because singing's kind of my life and also talking. So that's obviously why I'm here. So <laughs> singing, um, I've won Hot Pipes 2011 Singer of the Year. That was pretty cool. Um, I've sang the National Anthem before at my school and other events. I actually have an audition after this, so that was pretty funny. I'm doing an audition for my school's, like, talent showcase talent show. That's pretty amazing. Also, I love movies, books, and TV shows, and that's going to kind of segue into a bit more of the introduction of the show itself, not just me. I'm not going to talk about myself the entire time, because that'd be kind of pretty boring, I think. All right, so if you guys don't know what Break a Leg is about, assuming by the title, it's about theater. Well, you're kind of halfway, like, one quarter of the way right. So, Break a Leg is going to be about anything that has to do with creativity, self-expression, show business, you name it, we're going to talk about it. It's going to be about theater, movies, TV, even books, and also, I know some parents are going to not be very happy about this because they don't like them, but yes, video games are also counting as a form of self-expression. Yeah, anything that really has to do with creativity, you know, showing who you are, anything fun like that. And also, maybe we can have a little bit of a blast to the past and go back to fashion for a few segments or a few shows. It'd be kind of fun. It'd be like, hey, talking about fashion again. 
All right, so that's basically what the show is going to be about. I'm also going to have guests either every week or every other week, or I'm going to try and work that out somehow. And, of course, I'm going to talk about certain topics. Like, I might talk about maybe a certain movie for that entire show, maybe a certain TV show. Maybe I'll talk about a book for a few Sec- like segments or a few shows, just like as lo- as I'm reading it along, I can maybe tell you what's going on. I'll try not to. Okay, I can't decide whether I'm gonna give away spoilers on the show or not. I'm probably not going to because you guys might be kind of mad at me. But like, if I don't tell what's happening, there's not much to talk about. So I might give away like a spoiler warning in the first show to tell you if there's any spoilers for anything I'm talking about. All right, so. I thought that, okay, this is going to be a little bit of a weird show because it is like a little short introduction show, but also, I think that maybe it's also going to go into a bit of psychology, and you're going to be like, um, what are you talking about? You'll see. So, (laughs) alright, I thought maybe I could also talk about the best places to get your start with, like, fame. So, obviously, there's Hollywood, California, and everyone knows that as, you know, where movies, TVs. Also, there is some theater, not really in the Hollywood, but also in, like, Los Angeles and other places in California. So, California in general, more like Southern California, though, is, like, a great place to get your start when it comes to anything more movie-related, TV show-related. Of course, there are some places, you know, where... It doesn't really matter where they are. They will still do movies, and they'll shoot different places. And I remember my cousin Michigan, she actually is um, a little bit of, like, an actress. I mean, she's an ex- she's being an extra right now, but she's, like, you know, getting up the... I guess you could say the staircase of fame. Um, yeah, they shoot in Michigan and stuff, and that's pretty cool. Um, she actually was an extra in Transformers 4, and I still haven't seen the movie yet, even though I've been dying to see it. So I think my dad and I are going to rent it tonight or um, tomorrow or sometime soon because if we don't rent it, I'm going to be really upset because I wanted to see the fourth one. And yes, also, I wanted to talk about New York. So everyone calls it the Great White Way because that's where all the Broadway stuff happens. Um, The theater district, there's also a lot of um, TV show headquarters. Like I know that True TV's headquarters are there. Probably a million other headquarters, just because New York is just, like, the place to be, really. If you're not there, well, I guess you could say, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's a lot of things, like, I feel like those are, like, the two main, like, capitals, I guess you could say, for either film or theater or any kind of show business in America. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why, probably because they're probably the most, like, populated states, or I don't know if it's just, I don't really know how it, like, all, I don't know why it's not, like, in New Hampshire, probably probably because it's a really small state. Anyway. Yeah, so those are, like, the two main places you can go in America to kind of get your start. Also, this is a little bit off-topic, but I know that India, they have Bollywood films, so if you want to go to India, you can try your luck out there. Wish you the best of luck. No. Alright, so that's kind of a little bit of an introduction for my show and also like a place you can get your start. Also, I wanted to kind of throw this out there. If you want to do get into theater, you need to try and become a triple threat. And that basically means, if you don't know what that means, it basically means you can sing, dance, and act. I'm currently working on that right now because I can sing. I've been singing since I was like four, 
taking lessons since I was like seven. So long time. Um, I've been acting for not as long, but a, quite a bit. Yeah. I'm still working on dance. <laughs> Let me tell you. Because dance is not my strong suit. Not at all. But I'm working on it, and I can almost do a double pirouette, and I'm pretty excited about that. And then I can also, like, do some pretty decent jumps and turns, and I'm a pretty quick learner. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to try and work on that. Um, also, I'm going to kind of mention this. Um, I'm more theater-oriented, so I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to be able to offer the best advice on, like, how to get your start in movies and TV, but that's what the internet and Google is for, so I can just look it up and tell you guys. Um, of course, I'm not, like, a professional theater... I don't know. I don't have a theater major. I'm not, like, you know, but I can... Just tell you from personal experiences that I've had, because I've, allowed, I've had a lot of experience on the stage, I consider it my second home. That's literally how much time I've spent on stage, whether it's pageants or singing competitions or some kind of musical or play or something like that. Okay, so I kind of mentioned I was going to kind of have like a little bit of like a psychology rant thing, and I'm going to explain why. In the next segment, because we're running a little low on time. I think we have about maybe a minute left. Alrighty, guys. Uh, this is actually turning out to be really amazing. I'm super excited to have you guys listen to me again. Alright, thank you so much. You've been listening to Break a Leg. Keep it right here. It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. At 14, you've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. 
You are listening to Break a Leg on the Voice America Kids channel. And now, here's the next act. Welcome back to Break a Leg. I'm Raina, and today we are kind of having a bit more of like an introduction show. Also, this is kind of the time to go into my psychology rant, and you guys are probably really curious as to what that pertains to. And I'm going to tell you. All right, so before we begin with that, and you're probably like, no, I want to, but it's okay, just be patient. I want to ask you, what do you think counts as art or self-expression? And I think the answer really is anything that's creative. (laughs) So a lot of things can pertain to that. Like I said before, even books, video games, uh, sometimes even like, I don't know, architect, like architectural things. Like I know my dad, he builds houses and stuff and he actually was going to be like a carpenter, but he kind of... I don't know, he's like both skills, but I don't know. A lot of like, there's a lot of different mediums you can use for art. So, creativity. All right, now I'm going to read you a little bit of a definition from Merriam-Webster. So creativity is the quality of being creative. And if you don't know what creative means, it means marked by the ability or power to create. Having the quality of something created rather than imitated. So basically being original. And, you know, exploring the different outlets of, I guess, creating your own things. So, I wanted to talk about how important it is to be creative because the show basically runs on creativity. If it was a logic show, no one would probably listen to it because no one likes... Okay. Anyway, sorry people who like logic, but, yeah. Anyway, I feel like creativity is really popular in the world, but also it's like one of those issues to where... People, you know, they love being creative, and in the real, you know, in the professional world, creativity is really respected and, you know, revered as, like, oh, such a great quality, everyone should be creative. But the thing is, is, like, with a lot of issues, there's, like, two sides to it. There's, like, a really good side that's, you know, creativity is recognized, and then there's this other part of creativity to where it's kind of being put down is not important. And what I mean by that is, if you think about it, a lot of schools, they're losing funding, because I know the economy is kind of just fluctuating, and it's kind of fluctuating not very well. It was kind of, it was going up, and now it's kind of going down again. Uh, Yeah, that's just how the economy goes. Anyway, I know a lot of schools are not getting very much funding, and a lot of schools have actually cut their music programs, their art programs, any kind of creativity, like, based program they've I remember at my elementary school they were actually going to cut the music program but thankfully our music teacher was not going to let that happen and it did not get cut but it was really close to being cut and we wouldn't have had any music and that would have really bothered me severely because <laughs> I loved the music program at that school it was very fun uh yeah so a lot of schools they're you know cutting music and art and then that's how a lot of kids like they find what they want to do And also, it's a good way for people to stay out of trouble because if people don't have things to do, if they're bored, they will get into trouble, and that's pretty much proven by, like, anyone who's ever, like, extremely bored. And then they start committing crimes, and it's like, okay, guys, just go listen to some Adele or something. (laughs) No, but, yeah, a lot of schools are cutting down, like, they're just cutting down, I guess you could say, metaphorically, they're cutting down the creativity tree. But... I know a lot of there are a lot of good organizations that are helping schools to kind of 
recreate their own music, art, and any other creativity programs that are being cut from schools. Uh, I feel very lucky because my school has not really cut down any of... They haven't really cut back any of the creative programs, so that's great. But I wanted to also kind of go into the left brain versus right brain theory. So a lot, as a lot of you know, everyone's like, oh, I'm more left brain, I'm more right brain. If you kind of know what that means, but you're not exactly sure, I'm going to explain it to you. Also, I wanted to kind of share, just so I don't really get blamed for, like, stealing things. I found this on the website, about.com, under the psychology tab, so thank you, about.com. You've provided information for today's show. You should be very proud of yourselves. Thank you. Alright, so, there's this thing called the left brain versus right brain dominance theory. A lot of you, like I said before, you probably either think you're right-brained or left-brained. So let's kind of define what that really means. So according to the theory of left brain or right brain dominance, each side of the brain controls different types of thinking. So as you know, a lot of people, they're just so curious about what the brain does because we don't, I mean, we know it, you know, kind of controls the body, but we don't exactly know it's like certain functions, like what exactly it does. I know a lot of people think we use about 10% of our brains and I'm not exactly sure if that's true or not, because I know a lot of people have been debunking theories about brains and stuff, so it's a little confusing. But then again, you got to remember, how do we really know for sure? Because can you really explore, like, yourself? Can you really find out what you're... Yeah, okay, I'm getting all, like, philosophical here. Anyway, back to psychology and not philosophy. So, it control each side controls a different, you know, part of thinking. Additionally, people are said to prefer one type of thinking over the other. Again, another example is, oh, you know, I'm more left-brained, she's more right-brained, or something to that effect. Um, For example, a person who is left-brained is often said to be more logical, analytical, and objective, while a person who is right-brained is said to be more intuitive, thoughtful, and subjective. So people often call the left-brain, like, you know, the kind of logical side of the brain, and the right brain as the creative, yes, shocker, I use the word creative, part of the brain. Um, personally, I think I'm more right brain. I mean, I'm logical a lot, but I feel like I just kind of like being creative more than logical. Alright, and also, don't feel bad about what side you think you are, because you can't have a brain without both the sides, so that's good, guys. Um, also, fun fact, I learned that Women can use both sides of their brain at the same time, and men can only use one side at a time, so that's why men don't understand women. I figured that out. I'm like, okay, that's why we're not understanding each other, because women are always like, guys are so confusing, which they are, and then guys are always like, girls are so confusing, which I guess we kind of are too, and that's why we use, that's our brains work differently. That's why. So if you're wondering why you can't understand your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever you're dating or whatever... That's why, because you guys have different brains. Good to know. Anyway, uh, yeah, so also, when reading this article, I kind of found out something a little, not disturbing, just kind of disappointing. Apparently, this theory actually was debunked by scientists, so I was like, oh, my entire life is a lie. That's good. No, not really. But, yeah, so the left brain, right brain dominance theory was debunked by scientists, although people are still fighting for it. And I was really surprised, because I thought that was... I mean, I know we don't know much about the brain, but I was really surprised, because I was like, um... 
that's kind of what I learned in school, so yeah, it was a little, I guess not awkward, but just a little weird to just kind of see that everything you kind of learned about in like, you know, science, like psychology kind of related classes, that's all a lie. Well, not a lie, but just a false theory or hypothesis or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, that after I found that out, I was like, okay, that's a little strange, but also, the amazing about.com, thank you again for providing information for this episode. They um they actually showed what the right brain and left brain like functions were or what we thought they were at least. Anyway, this is what people think that the right brain does. So, the right brain is good at recognizing faces, which I guess is more cre- I don't know if like I don't really know if it's really creative, but I guess you could kind of Count that as more thoughtful because you're rem- you're like remembering things. Even though I feel like the left brain would be like more with remembering. Okay. Anyway, so that's good with recognizing faces. I'm so bad at this. I'm. I will actually like okay if I if I see people. My dad has a really bad problem with this too. I just I forget people's names so easily. It's so bad. And then faces. My mom will be like, Hey, do you remember that? I'll be like, Nope. Sorry. And then my mom gets kind of mad. She's like, why don't you remember them? But my mom, she can, like, it's so weird because she can, like, she, like, she never forgets a face. So obviously she's very much right-brained because she can never forget a face, and that's pretty cool. And she's like, it's called super recognition. And my dad doesn't really believe it, but, you know, it's okay, mom. We're going to prove that you actually have super recognition. Anyway, the right brain also has to do with expressing emotions. Again, this is the thing that I have to, like, you know, share. This has to do with the how women can use both sides of the brain at the same time, and guys can only use one side of the brain. I guess women are more emotional. Um, yay, well, I don't, not really yay, but anyway. Um, also, it's associated with music, so that's also another reason why I think I'm more right-brained, because I'm kind of obsessed with music-y stuff. Um, reading emotions, so again, that's kind of what that has to do with. Color, images, intuition, and creativity. While the left brain has to do with language, which is pretty important, logic, critical thinking, numbers, and reasoning. And I looked up a thing and said, why do people still believe it? And, well, people are apparently just being very educated incorrectly. They're being educated wrong, and that's not good because we probably should change that if it's not true. But you gotta remember, how do we really know what the brain can do? Can the brain really, like, figure out... Think about it, You're, you run off your brain, can the brain really figure out what it does by itself? Philosophical question of the day. Alright guys, we're going to go to break. Let's take a break. I'm Raina and you're listening to Break Away. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. 
Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kid's perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, 
toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. You are listening to Break a Leg on the Voice America Kids channel. And now, here is the next act. Welcome back to Break a Leg, everybody. I'm Raina, and I'm really excited because, well, welcome to the second half of the first show. Yay! Uh, super excited, like I said in seconds, Andy. Also, I wanted to kind of throw something out there. So, I was making, you know, my little show, like, outline. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah this is cool. I had, like, the best idea ever. So, I'm going to have like little nicknames for what we have like in radio i guess as like a code for like so we have breaks obviously we need to have like a 10 minute so after every 10 minutes of a show we have a break so we have uh three breaks um the end of the show is gonna be called the finale and the intro is gonna be the overture and then the breaks are gonna be called intermissions and i literally felt so accomplished it was really funny (sighs) okay so also i wanted to Kind of throw out there that Jersey Boys, on it comes out on DVD in 16 days, 11 hours, 55 minutes, and 6 seconds. I have a countdown app. Yes, I'm that much of a nerd. John Lord Young is amazing. <laughs> uh, also, Eric Bergen and every, everyone else in that movie. I just don't feel like mentioning names because it's going to take too long. Because I literally loved everyone in that movie and the musical. But anyway. Anyway. Let's just forget my weird Broadway obsessions. All right, so segment C. Today, we are going to be talking about one of my absolute favorite book series in the entire world, Divergent. Yes, I love that series so much. Uh, I actually wanted to have my sister on today because she um, recently finished the last book, Allegiant, and she is obsessed with the series just like I am, but she's doing some community service, so that's still good. She's um, painting over graffiti, which is nice. I'm like good for you because they're they, yeah so she's in a pageant and like all the sister queens are gonna go and like do community service together and i'm like yeah that's good because community service is very helpful to the world which is why it's called community service anyway so we're gonna be talking about divergent my favorite okay here's the thing i just i love it so much i can't really put it into words it's just it's such a great concept i think there are a lot of similar concepts but this one was like this just seemed like a different book to me. Like I'll 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 get into it later. Anyway, so if you guys don't know, um it's a trilogy. And the books were written by the amazing Veronica Roth. Love you, Veronica, you're great. And so there are three books. Um the first is Divergent. Duh. <laughs> it was released on April twenty fifth, two thousand eleven. Um, then there was Insurgent, the second book, which was released on May 1st, 2012. And then Allegiant, which was released October 22nd, 2013, last year. Yay. All right. So if you guys don't know what Divergent's about, I'm going to kind of... Here's the thing. I'm not really going to spoil what happens because I don't want to do that for you guys because it's really terrible when people spoil things. I just get really mad at them. It's like, why would you do this to me? What have I done to you to deserve this? All right, so here's a little um, blurb about the book. Note this is not the official one. I'm pretty sure it's unofficial. So if it's not the official one, please don't get mad. I'm telling you it's probably unofficial. All right, so 
In 16-year-old Beatrice Pryor's world, society is divided into five factions. Abnegation, the selfless. Candor, the honest. Dauntless, the brave. Amity, the peaceful. And Erudite, the intelligent. Each dedicated to the cultivation of a particular virtue in the attempt to form a perfect society. At the age of 16, teens must choose the faction to which they will devote their lives. To survive and save those they love, they must use their strengths to uncover the truths about their identities, their families, and the order of their society itself. Boom, divergent. <laughs> Alright, so that's a, a little kind of a vague summary. So I'll kind of give out a more descriptive summary that I'll just make up in my head right now. Alright, so... We have 16-year-old Beatrice Pryor. Yay, Beatrice. And so she lives, she grows up in the faction of abnegation, and that is basically the selfless faction. So this is basically a dystopian fiction, you know. I know that's really popular right now. For example, like Maze Runner, Hunger Games. I know The Giver is actually really popular because the movie just came out. Uh, so it's kind of like that, but this is like, it's a different kind of... I don't know. It like kind of gives like a new kind of I don't know. It's different than the others. We'll just say that. I'm not really sure how to explain it. it just if you you have to read it and then compare it and it, it's just different. Like there's a different way of like thinking. So Beatrice, um, she and her brother Caleb, they grew up in abnegation, and like I said before, the world well not the world the city is divided into five factions. Um, each is based on a virtue. So one focuses on intelligence, you know, selflessness bravery so she grows up in abnegation and at the age of 16 they have to choose um where they're going to live for the rest of their lives and what they're going to do so they take a test it's called the aptitude test and what they do is they um drink like a serum of some kind like kind of like, just like a medicine thing they call it a serum and you go into like a simulation so you're put into different situations like only in your mind though it's not real um and then that actually determines what you should um which faction you should go into although you can choose yourself which faction you want to go into but that just kind of helps you decide it's like a kind of like a guideline so um she goes and she takes the test and it turns out that she's divergent which means that she doesn't belong to one faction she belongs to i think it was three she um Got test results for Dauntless, uh, Erudite, and Abnegation. So she finds out that that's not exactly, um, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of frowned down. That's like frowned upon. So she kind of decides to keep that secret so that nothing bad happens because, yeah, dystopian societies are always like, no differences. Yeah. Similarities. Yay. That's basically what um, dystopian societies are like, everyone. Yes. So she decides to kind of keep that secret. So on choosing day, she has a choice. And she decides to choose the Dauntless faction. Yay. And Dauntless is the brave faction. So she meets a bunch of new friends. She finds a love interest. She, like, finds out this evil plot that's going on. It's all crazy. I'm not going to give away the ending of the book because that will give away the beginning of Insurgent and the beginning of Allegiant. In the entire series, you're going to have to just read for yourself. And I really don't like spoiling things for people. Sorry to tell you. All right. So, yeah, that's kind of like a little summary of the book. And for those of you who don't know, there also was a Divergent movie. Pretty sure everyone knew that. If you didn't, then now the more you know. 
All right. And uh, I got to say, I think the Divergent movie was actually really good because I know with Hunger Games, because I've read the Hunger Games trilogy, I was really disappointed with the first movie, like severely disappointed. Like all my friends, we went to the midnight premiere. We were so excited. And we left. We're just like, oh, it was okay. The second one was not that bad, though. It was a lot better. It wasn't as good as Divergent, though. Anyway, so, yes, the fir- the movie, I thought, actually followed the storyline pretty well. It really didn't leave that many details out. And if it did leave any details out, they weren't really important because, you know, I mean, you can't have every single detail from a book in a movie unless you want to make it four hours long. And I think they only have about, like, two hours. Yeah. Ignore the coughing in the background. <laughs> it's, it's okay. No one's dying, I promise. <laughs> All right. So in the Divergent movie, I'm going to kind of list off the cast members for you. So, Shay, are you okay? <laughs> okay, just making sure you're not dying over there. We don't want, like, Ebola. No, I'm kidding. Ebola. No. Um, All right. So the cast, Shailene Woodley is Tris Pryor. And I thought she w- did a very nice job in the movie as Tris. That's pretty much how I pictured her. Uh, she also, if you guys don't know, which you probably do know, she also was, uh, what's her name? Hazel in, uh, Fault in Our Stars, which is cool. And then my uh, absolute favorite person in that movie was Theo James because, eh, I just, I'm sorry. Theo James was just, yes. <laughs> it was funny because, um, my, my sister and I had watched the movie, um, when it came out in theaters, and then we actually got it on, like, pay-per-view for my parents to watch. And we both asked my dad, like, hey, can you get me a, um, a four for our birthday? And he's like, what? And was, can we buy, can you buy us the character four for our birthday? He's like, okay. And my mom's like, yeah, sure. And she kept referring to him as, like, the hot guy in the movie. And I'm like, mom, he has a name. And she's like, I'm just going to call him the hot guy. I'm like, okay. Anyway, guys, I'm going to continue on with this in a minute let's take a intermission <laughs> i'm reina and you're listening to break a leg responsible person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more we'll tackle the classics the bestsellers and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom tune into bookworm airing thursdays at 3 p.m pacific time and 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel we promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book what's cooking Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. 
Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! You are listening to Break a Leg on the Voice America Kids Channel. And now, here is the next act. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rekha Leg with me, Reina. Uh, we were just talking about Divergent, which is an amazing book series and also a really good movie. Insurgent's coming out, I think, in, well, it's next year. I'm not sure when. I think it was May, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. So I was just talking about the cast for the movie and how um, my sister and I wanted a Theo James or just the character four for our birthday just to have just like just have a four. Be like, hey guys, you see four? Oh yeah, cool. He looks cool. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so I went over. Shailene Woodley was Tris. Theo James was four. Um, Zoe Kravitz. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right, unless it's Kravitz. I'm pretty sure it's Kravitz. Was Christina. Fun fact. Um, the guy who played Cinna in Hunger Games, Zoe Kravitz, is his daughter. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Also, um, there are a few more cast members that are important, but I'm just going to list off another one. Um, Ansel Egort as Caleb Pryor. I can never say his name right. Did I, I think I said that right. Probably. Um, another fun fact. So I said that Shailene Woodley was in Fault in Our Stars as Hazel. He was um, Augustus. And I was like, okay. I just thought it was kind of weird because they play brother and sister in Divergent and they play like boyfriend, girlfriend in Fault in Our Stars. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but it's kind of ironic at the same time. It was really funny. I was like, haha, funny teen books, how they, what they do to people. All right. So I got to um, tell you my review of the book and also the movie. So my review of the book, I'm not kidding. I literally would rate it maybe... 10 out of 10, but just for professional reasons, I'm going to say 9.5 because nothing's perfect, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, I thought that was a really strong and clear plot line to the book. Like, characters were really, like, interesting, and they had a lot of, like, in, like, a lot of depth to them. They weren't just like, oh, yeah, he's cool. No, it was like, they had, like, backstories. They had, like, a lot of, I guess I said this already, but a lot of depth, a lot of, like, interesting things about them. So, um, also, they were really well-developed. Like, there weren't really any plot holes. Like, you're just going, like, oh, why'd that happen? Like, the book explains, like, really what happens all the time. Unless, like, it's, like, you know, you can't see everything, but you know why it happened. Like, it's a one point of view. It's just with Triss's point of view, first person. But, yeah. All right. Also, there were a lot of um, good themes in the book. And uh, I'm going to kind of have to quote my English teacher here. A theme is not just love or friendship. A theme is, like, a lot more specific to movies and books, and I think she'll be very proud of me. So um, I had some of the themes as not, like, love or friendship, but, like, a lot of, I guess you could say, deeper themes. Like, one it includes having the courage to do what you know is right. Because a lot of times Triss wonders, hey, am I strong enough to do this, even though I'm going to, like, the 
society will, re- will like reject me. And yeah, she chooses to do that, and that's good. Another one is facing fears because so since she's in the Dauntless faction, their main goal is to eliminate like all fear. So what they do for training is you go through like a simulation of your greatest fears, and if you can't like score high enough, like if you can't like get out of your simula- simulation like the fastest time, then you're kicked out of Divergent and become a factionless member. By the way, the factionless are people who are rejected from factions, so kind of like homeless people. Yeah, just thought I'd explain that. Okay, so another theme is adjusting to new environments because Tris moves out of this really conservative faction um, abnegation. It's really conservative. Like they just they wear gray. They like don't really. They're not really outgoing. They eat like bland foods because they think it's like self indulgence. They're not allowed to really look in a mirror because they think that's self-indulgence. Like, they're really selfless. Like, they really don't care. I mean, they, they care about themselves. They just don't, like, focus on themselves. Like, they focus on other people. And then she moves into Dauntless, which is, like, this crazy faction. They do whatever they want. They're totally really unruly, but they're really brave, which is what she was attracted to with that faction. Like, she wanted to be someone that she, or somewhere that she would be, like, accepted. She wanted to go there because she, like... She thought she was selfish, but like re- later she realizes that really she isn't. Um, another final one is loyalty to friends and family over government because she often has to choose, hey, which is right? What do I believe in? And then she thinks that um, loyalty to friends and family is more important than government loyalty, even though some people would disagree. Um, there's actually... One, all the factions have like a kind of a motto, which is faction before blood. Which basically means that you put your faction first instead of your family. But she kind of breaks that rule a few times. But that's okay because she's the protagonist and she can do whatever she wants. Alright. So, I thought also that I could um, talk maybe a little bit more about the movie. Alright, so, uh, if I haven't said this before, Divergent is like a dystopian fiction. Which basically means it's like society that was supposed to be perfect, but kind of has gone awry. Um, It's a really similar genre to that of Hunger Games, Maze Runner, The Giver. Um, There's this other series called like The Uglies and The Pretties, I think. I I don't... Isn't the first one called... I think the first one's called Uglies. There's a lot more like that. A lot of... It's like really popular right now, especially with teens, like dystopian fiction, because... If you think about it, the news kind of just makes everything sound like the world's falling apart. And everyone's like, oh, this is going to happen soon. What's it going to be like? And then they figure out, like, oh, I can survive by doing this. I can survive by acting like Katniss, like Triss, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah, that's basically what that's like. Uh, also, so I thought that the Divergent movie was amazing. And out of 10, I would rate it infinity cubed times pi out of 10. Um... If you're asking why, it's because of Theo James. No, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. <laughs> um, my sister would have to actually have to disagree. She, I think she only liked the movie just because of Theo James. Well, that's not true. But like, I, I think if she had to pick one reason, it would be Theo James. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was really good, though. Um, it actually followed the plot line. It was pretty solid. Um, I would rate maybe like an 8.5 or a 9 out of 10, just because... Um, it followed the plot line, but it didn't include every single detail. And that's what made the book great, was there was a lot of details. And um, it, 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 doesn't, it didn't really include everything, but it included a lot of things, which was good. 
and it actually got pretty high ratings um around the i guess critic community uh i I forgot what it got on a rotten on rotten tomatoes but that's like really hard to score high on rotten tomatoes i think it got like a 60 percent i think maybe not really sure i don't remember but um it followed the plotline really well very minor changes that really didn't affect the story um yeah a few details were left out um basically like butter knife the butter knife if you've read the book you know what i'm talking about peter and the butter knife (sighs) my sister and i were really disappointed that that wasn't in the movie anyway um i think like all movies though they're like that are based off of books they're exactly like that though i mean they can't include every single detail unless you make like a six hour movie or like a bunch of trilogies just for one book and it'll be like okay it's a little long i don't know if i want to watch it now (laughs) uh i thought it was a really good movie though um really it was pretty similar yeah a few things were changed here and there but it's like eh, that's not really that bad uh all right so i wanted to kind of uh share with you like you know a personal thing like would you recommend this book what would you rate it or like the movie too so i would recommend this book yes like a thousand times yes i would recommend this book um it's a brilliant book um it makes you kind of think about like where your loyalties lie and that really i thought is important because especially now like you know people are like oh should i like you know listen to my government or listen to my family because i know like family values are clashing with government and it's like turning in this huge thing hopefully there's no world war three that would really suck <laughs> no and um yes also the rating on this okay so the movie is pg-13 um so make sure you check with your parents just in case they don't want you to see it there's not really anything bad in it i don't think i mean they kiss a few times but like that happens like when i go to school i just walk by like okay don't do that like they start like kissing okay okay just i just start walking back to class i'm like okay not gonna look over there um the book is pretty similar it's technically a teen book so also check with your parents first but i would recommend it i really think it's a great novel Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to my first show. I am super excited that I finally can do a show. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Break a Leg. I'm Raina, and I guess it's time to take a bow for the finale. And we'll see you next week. This show is produced by Kidstar for the Voice America Kids Network. Kidstar Radio, we empower kids. Thanks for tuning in to Break a Leg. We hope you had as great a time as we have. And will join us again next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Until next week, good luck. Er, um, break a leg. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the Kids Star Out of the Month, here is the Wispots and their song, Octopus. Fill up all-
eat some scallops And now I want to eat more When I eat, I use my beak and fill them up with my saliva I suck them down, each one I found It helps me stay alive I'm an octopus and I'm a funky cephalopod If I lose an arm, I'll grow it back right where it was on my body My pigment cells are there to change my skin with camouflage But more it comes, I'm elusive as a mirage Kids start album of the month. 